basketball has made the NCAA tournament for the first time against North Carolina Central. Join Scott Marsh for all the play-by-play today, starting at 3 p.m. on your station for Aggies basketball, Money 105.5 FM. Go Ags! Business decisions can be daunting. A.L. Harvey Law is here to assist you with everyday transactional and litigation needs, from choosing between a corporation or an LLC to creating and negotiating contracts, handling employee disputes, employee handbooks, and wage questions all the way through partnership dissolutions and buying out a shareholder. A.L. Harvey Law cares about providing you with exceptional service so you can relax and get to business. Go to alharveylaw.com or call 530-217-3520. Are you ready for your rush of success? I'm Jim T. Chong, the walk star. And I'm Cami Ferry, the theater queen, the hosts of Rush Hour for Success on Money 105.5 on Thursdays and Fridays at 2 p.m. It's about getting entertained and getting solutions for your success in life and business. Visit us on Facebook at Money 105.5 FM Rush Hour for Success or download the Money 105.5 app on your phone for the live stream. That's Thursdays and Fridays, 2 p.m. Pacific Time. Get entertained, get educated, and get your rush on Rush Rush Hour Hour for Success. The hometown advantage. It's up and down Main Street. It's also in the office downtown, the factory by the river, and the farm down the road. That's because most folks who work here love living here. They care about this community. They work hard to succeed, and that makes a difference. At SacramentoHelpWanted.com, we're proud to work our hometown advantage around the clock, connecting local employers to local job seekers. Post your job today on SacramentoHelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work. The hometown advantage. You see it in the shops and offices downtown, in our factories, schools, and farms. Jet the accountant has it. So do Corey in IT and Amber, the vet tech. They found local jobs at SacramentoHelpWanted.com. It's where local employers find local workers like you, people who care about this community. Search jobs and apply online right now. Get the advantage of finding a job close to home at SacramentoHelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work. Honey, I'm really worried about our retirement funds. Oh, me too. We lost so much value in the recession in the stock market. I'm worried we won't have enough to retire. Jim next door told me that he had set up a new kind of IRA with the Gold Silver Group. He said how simple and safe it was. It's a private storage IRA, and we could have real gold and silver in our hands. Really? You mean we can actually see it and touch it? Absolutely. Jim said we could have all the benefits of an IRA to help build our retirement income. Bottom line, we would own a real tangible asset. And we would have the security of knowing we're protected, no matter what the economy does. What do you think? I think we need to find out how to get our own private storage IRA. We need to call the Gold Silver Group right now. Are you ready to protect your future? Call 800-511-6771 now to find out how easy and safe it is to set up a private storage IRA with Gold Silver Group and find out how you can qualify for up to $700 in free silver. All transactions are privately delivered and fully insured. Please call us now. 800-511-6771. 800-511-6771. Money 105.5. Views expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this station, its owners, staff, or management. The following program is sponsored by Simply Great Lives. Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Welcome to the Impact Hour. Very glad that you've joined us this week. I'm your host, Rena, And today 
We are looking at taking someone else's perspective. This is a highly beneficial practice, so I'm very excited to share it with you because if you think about it, don't you feel good when someone makes an effort to understand your perspective? I think we all enjoy that. It's great when somebody else understands us, where we're coming from, how we see things, and they can, they can just get who we are and where we're coming from. Well, we can do that for other people. And it's beneficial for us and it's beneficial for the other people. We get to relate to people better, have a better connection with people, right? It's great for relationships and it also helps in facilitating better communication. When we're understanding somebody's perspective, we are able to communicate better with them. In fact, understanding a person's perspective helps us when we do understand that we're able to shift and adjust what we say and what we do, and we're able to get better results in our relationships. So if that's of interest to you, you'd like to have better results in your relationships, I encourage you to listen up, try this on for size, and see how you like taking on someone else's perspective. Basically, what you're gonna be doing, you're gonna be meeting people's need to be seen, heard, and understood. Everybody has this need. We need for people to get us. And you're seeking to understand other people's perspective will help them to feel that you're really getting them. There's a variety of ways that you can get somebody else's perspective. There's understanding a person's worldview, right? Their understanding of how the world works, how things happen, what causes what. Um, understanding their worldview is gonna be really helpful in understanding why they do what they do. It's also possible to take somebody's perspective of you what is it like to be in relationship with you? It's very insightful, gives you tons of useful information for having better relationships with people when you really see how other people are seeing you. So this is what we're diving into today. I'm very excited for you because we've got some useful tools to really help you in taking on other people's perspectives. Now, especially regarding seeing how other people are seeing you, experiencing you, I feel that I'm especially qualified to talk about this. You see, I spent the first 36 years of my life seeing myself through other people's eyes. I wasn't aware of it, but as I moved through the world, every, all the time, I was just trying to understand how people were seeing me. And sometimes it wasn't accurate, but that really was my self-concept, uh, was based on what other people, or what I thought other people thought of me. Like I said, I wasn't aware of that. That's just how I lived. I thought it was normal because that was my experience until I was at a seminar. Um, for anybody who is familiar with the Enneagram, I am a type three on the Enneagram. And um, I'm very much of an achiever. 
I'm concerned with how I appear to other people. There's a lot of different aspects of the type three, but those are some of my experience of it. So here I am at the seminar and I needed to use the restroom and there was this long hall to the bathroom. And as I was walking down, I became painfully aware that I was wondering what every person passing me was thinking of me. And very tricky for me as a person who's legally blind, I can't see people's eyes, I can't see their expression just walking by. And um, I was just like, I just really hit me how much I was really seeing myself through other people's eyes. And my friend was there and I asked her, I'm like, dude, because we call each other dude. I'm like, dude, when you're walking down the hall and you're passing by people, are you wondering what they're thinking of you? And she's like, no. And I was like, really? You can do that? It totally blew my mind that it was an option to not be concerned about what other people think of me. And that very quickly set into motion a process whereby it felt like my entire self-concept melted and kind of fell apart. It was very intense because the foundation of my, my self-concept, who I saw myself as being, was based on what other people saw me, how they saw me, and what they thought of me. And without that, all the stuff came crumbling down, which was actually beautiful. Not in the moment. It was really difficult in the moment. But I felt like I had the opportunity to put myself back together uh, the way that I saw fit, which was not having a foundation of what other people think of me. It's been very liberating and has given me much more options than having to make every decision based on what people think of me. So I certainly wouldn't encourage you to live your entire life from the perspective of another person. And it's a really great option to be able to choose into it when you want to, to get that perspective of you so that you can adjust and get those better relationships get better results in your relationships, understand what's going on with people. So talking about being in relationships, this is really awesome because you're able to understand how they're perceiving you, which gives you new options, okay? You might not be getting the results that you want. Just to give a for example, for example, you're in charge of motivating somebody, maybe as a coach, or a boss or a parent and so you're coming down hard on that person saying you know they can you know they got to get it together they're they're messing up you know and you can see from their perspective how is it landing is that working because if you're finding that it's not working then you can shift and you can switch into something a little more positive. Say, you know what, I know that you've got what it takes. You've done this before. I know you can do it and see how that lands. And is that going to get you more of the results that you want? That is a very helpful place to come from. So today our topic about taking other people's perspectives. I would love to hear from you if you want to call into the show. You can call me live here at 866-576-1055. I'd be delighted to take your questions and comments about taking on other people's perspectives. Love to hear about the benefits of that and how that's really served you well. 
So call into the show at 866-576-1055. If you missed a show, you can listen to show recordings at theimpacthour.com, also available as a podcast. We're going into a break, so please stay tuned for more on taking other people's perspectives. Giving back is small. You were meant for more. Make a real difference and come alive. John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2, invite you to a special event March 18th and 19th. In this powerful weekend, you will find your true purpose and live a life that makes you say, wow. If you're just going through the motions or not feeling fulfilled, then this weekend is for you. You know there's more to life. So don't miss this life-changing event, March 18th and 19th. Register today for Life Impact Academy at theimpacthour.com. I'm John Robert Quinn, host of The Good Life Show here on 105.5, and I want to welcome you as a guest on the show. Every weeknight at 10 p.m., we showcase a different local business, helping them reach a larger audience, helping them grow their business. After we record your show, we put it into standard rotation, airing that episode every three to four weeks indefinitely. Tune in weeknights to 105.5 at 10 p.m. for The Good Life with John Robert Quinn. And join us online at thegoodliferadioshow.com. See you soon. You are listening to The Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live a life rich in meaning and significance. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today we're talking about taking someone else's perspective. We're seeing what that looks like. I'm going to hook you up with some tools to make that happen because it is highly beneficial to be able to see the world through other people's eyes. Talking about being in relationship and understanding other people's experience that is taking their perspective. Think about what it's like being in relationship with your spouse or significant other. When you see their perspective, you can adjust what you're doing. Now, I'm going to admit that for me, this is one of the most challenging is, is being aware of how I'm affecting my spouse because oftentimes, I'll be honest, I don't like what I see. I'm like, wow, Reen, that was kind of prickly. You know, that wasn't so nice. And it's a little frustrating to watch something unfold and I'm saying something and not able to catch myself fast enough and seeing the effect that it's having on my husband. But at least that seeing that is the first step in being able to make changes. I think the next step I'm going to work on is stopping myself mid-sentence. I think that might be a great practice. Taking your spouse's perspective, consider, for example, just understanding what your spouse is going through. If there's layoffs at work, what might that be like for the spouse if there's layoffs going on at work? I'm picturing a at least low-level stress going on until that's resolved, right? So person's moving through life, they've got extra stress, insecurity about finances, concern over the future. So understanding that a person is in that place, you can consider what's the best thing for you to do. Is it good to just be available? Maybe give them an opportunity to talk about it. Maybe it's not the best time to bring up, hey, you know, we talked about uh, re-landscaping the backyard. <laughs> Might not be the best time to talk about that, understanding where they're at 
and where they're coming from. Kids, I've found, have been an excellent opportunity for me to really benefit from taking someone else's perspective. So when my kids were little, little guys, and we'd go to the uh, McDonald's, I had a practice. Okay, like back up and tell you, because I bet you can all relate to this. You know, you're at the McDonald's and at the Playland, some parent has been um, on their phone, uh, either talking or, or fiddling around on their phone. And out of the blue, they stand up and announce to the child, come on, it's time to go. And you can imagine what happens next. The child has an utter breakdown, utter meltdown right in the middle of McDonald's playground. And if you think about it, it's understandable. Because like 10 seconds before that, they thought they had all the time in the world. And the world was their playground. And this is their experience, right? And all of a sudden, it's cut short, suddenly. So my policy when my kids were little, I always gave them a five-minute warning before we left the McDonald's playground. And then I'd give them a two-minute warning. And what I found is that my kids never had a meltdown leaving the playground because they knew what to expect. I was able to put myself in their position and go, what would that be like if I had to leave all of a sudden and had no warning? So that's just a simple application of seeing what's going on with your kids. You can kind of look at your kids and, and try to get their perspective on what's it like in school? What's it like with their friends? being in relationship with people, with different situations that they have going on. What's it like being a member of your family? Those are great inquiries that will be helpful in you in maybe changing some things, how you do things, some policies where you can be more understanding. I had a really powerful experience around this. Um, right after John had his heart attack in 2005, he was home and for the, that first night, our son, who was like five, um, man, he just started having these crazy behaviors, like misbehaviors that he never has. And I was about to clamp down on him real hard. I was, I was like so much stricter with the first kid than the second. And I, I caught myself. I'm so grateful I had the presence of mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, his dad just had a heart attack and was in the hospital. And that must have been really, really scary for that little boy. So I was grateful I had the presence of mind. We scooped him up, we laid down on the bed, and we're like, that was really scary having daddy in the hospital, huh? And there were some tears and, and really working through, yeah, that was scary. And I'm so glad that I kept myself from just disciplining him really hard and instead understood, took his perspective of what was it like to have his father in that situation, and I'm sure there's just such a limited understanding for a five-year-old. So it was just a tremendous amount of fear, and it was just a real great opportunity to work through those things. So as a parent, taking the perspective of your child can really inform what they're needing and what's the best course of action as a parent. Similarly in business, understanding what is your client's experience of you. I actually um, know somebody in Edward Jones, and they train on they train their advisors to go through an exercise where they go through the, the process of going to the office and having an appointment from the client's perspective. So all the way from pulling up in the parking lot, are there cigarette butts on the ground? 
uh, they walk into the office, does it smell like the uh, receptionist's lunch? How long do they have to wait for the appointment? What's it like when they sit down with their advisor? What's it like walking through the numbers and building that relationship? And I just think that's phenomenal. I think that should be a business practice. I have no idea what they teach in like business administration school, but I think that should be one of the things is what is your client's experience of you and of your business? What's it like to sign up for your services? What's it like to get your materials via email? What's it like to call to schedule for an appointment? All those things can really inform, taking that perspective can really inform what's gonna be a great way to service your clients and do better in your business. Similarly, for any bosses out there, I encourage you to take the perspective of what's it like to be one of your employees? What's it like from their perspective as you're leading and managing and guiding and sharing information? Is that the kind of experience you want to create for them? Or might, like, might you like to create another experience? You'll never know unless you take the time to really explore what it's like from their perspective. In general, I believe people will benefit from exploring what other people's experience of them is. Here's just starting with something basic. What's it like to listen to you? So there's the, the surface level, what's your voice like? I know some people when they talk, they let their voice kind of trail off and then you don't really hear them. <laughs> I did that for an example to show you, and, it, and it's frustrating. You know, I'm leaning forward and trying to hear what they're saying, but they're not completing their sentences well. And that's creating an experience for people. That's their perspective, their experience of me, is it's hard to hear. What about if you're distracted and your attention is elsewhere? What kind of experience is that creating for other people? I know some people I just love, I just adore, and I don't call them because they're so busy all the time that I feel like I'm bothering them. So are you one of those people who puts out there that you're just so busy, you're so busy, you've got so much going on that maybe people keep their distance from you because you know they don't want to impose? Other times, just being around those people, their energy stresses me out. Right? That's my experience of them is they have like stressed out energy and I want to kind of limit my exposure. So what you're doing, how is that making other people feel? Love that inquiry. I think it's totally beneficial because maybe it'll help you chill out and be more mellow and then everybody will be benefiting from that. Compassion is another great part of taking a person's perspective. So when you can see their experience, you're able to relate to it, have compassion for them, and understand, okay, as opposed to being angry, frustrated, um, hurt, all those things. Because when you can see where a person's coming from and able to relate to that, it'll explain why they do what they do. So if somebody's hurt, for example, you don't have to be feeling that hurt, but you may have had hurt in your own life, surely you have. 
and you can relate to that and have compassion on them. You know what it's like to go through that, right? So when somebody's struggling, you can have compassion for them, and that is really a form of taking their perspective, understanding their experience. Compassion, I really think our, our world would benefit from having more of that. Forgiveness is re highly related to compassion. When somebody uh, hurts you, wrongs you, does something that upsets you, frustrates you, you feel angry, you feel sad, it's an opportunity to forgive. And I've found that forgiveness is easier when I understand why the person did what they did. I've also found that people tend to do and say things in a misguided attempt to meet their own wants and needs. So they're trying to feel safe. They're trying to get things done. They're trying to make things better. And they do it in a way that's not effective and causes hurt. And it's usually not intentional. That's what I found. The vast majority of hurt that goes on out there, people weren't trying to hurt others. I'm not saying there's not exceptions to that, but I don't focus on those. I focus on the fact that most people are hurting other people because they're hurting. They themselves are hurting. So I find it easier to forgive other people when I can take their perspective on the situation. Here are some tools to help you take another person's perspective. First, and this is where I tend to start, I put myself in their shoes. What would it be like to be them? How would I feel in that situation? This is a great place to start. There is some room for misunderstanding, kind of making some assumptions that aren't correct. So it's good to do, I've got these three tools. So you can start with the first one, probably want to add in some others. Second tool is watching a person's reaction to see how they're navigating a situation, whether it's involving you or other people, just seeing how they're responding can inform you to what their experience is and what their perspective is. Third is asking questions, asking people what their experience is. Now, I have a coach, Tracy Trottenberg, who is just absolutely skilled at asking questions. And I watch her talking to people and, and, and myself, and she asks about things that I wouldn't even think to ask about. Someone says something, I say something, and she'll say, well, what does that mean to you? And that gives me the opportunity to really explore and express to her because what the fact is that words are very inadequate at describing what's going on. They're a very imperfect representation of what we're trying to express. So asking people questions, you don't even have to assume going through, for example, grieving a loss. You can assume that it's sad or you can ask. And you might find that it's kind of a little more complicated based on the relationship. Maybe there's some relief, maybe there's some guilt. So you can ask a person's experience, how is that for you? Tell me about your experience. And you can gain a better understanding of what's going on with them and take on their perspective. Awesome. We're about to go into a break. 
So I encourage you to stay tuned. You're listening to the Impact Hour. Get total freedom in your life safely and quickly. Build wealth and passive income so you never worry about working till you drop, losing your job, or retiring in poverty. Hi, I'm Steve Davis, an investor in thousands of units over the years. Now it's your turn. Del Wamsey has been my mentor for nearly 25 years, and he's taught over 100,000 people just like you the principles of financial freedom through live one-on-one mentoring at Lifestyles Unlimited and his national radio show. I'm excited to tell you about the real estate workshop that changed my life. The workshop gets you on the inside of what we do and what we believe and unlocks the five ways we make money in real estate. Just like your personal trainer, Lifestyles Unlimited will motivate, encourage, and teach you so you can get in the best financial shape of your life. Call 866-971-8970 or go to fivewayswemakemoney.com. That's fivewayswemakemoney.com to register for the workshop that will change your life and let you stop worrying about working till you drop, losing your job, or retiring in poverty. What if you could have an experience of a lifetime this year? Something that goes beyond mundane. It's not a vacation. It's an opportunity you won't soon forget. A timely and important expedition to the land of Israel awaits you. Make plans now for the Stand with Israel tour happening this fall. Join Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on a nine-day trip to Israel that will offer you firsthand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll introduce you to the geopolitical, economic, and security dynamics of a truly remarkable nation. Get a behind-the-scenes view into many of the places you've read and heard about all during Jerusalem's 50th year anniversary. The Western Wall, Modern Tel Aviv, the Dead Sea, and much more with expert guides and important lectures at key sites, surrounded in the comfort and safety of first-class accommodations. Look forward to something special this year. Stand with Israel. For trip details, visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com. Giving back is small. You were meant for more. Make a real difference and come alive. John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2, invite you to a special event March 18th and 19th. In this powerful weekend, you will find your true purpose and live a life that makes you say, wow. If you're just going through the motions or not feeling fulfilled, then this weekend is for you. You know there's more to life. So don't miss this life-changing event March 18th and 19th. Register today for Life Impact Academy at theimpacthour.com. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. More fun than visiting the in-laws. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today we're talking about taking someone else's perspective. And if you have any questions or comments that you'd like to share, please call into the studio. The number here is 866-576-1055. I'd love to hear from you. That's 866-576-1055. So we're talking about the benefits of taking someone else's perspective and tools to do that. I was just saying that you can put yourself in their shoes, you can watch for their reactions, and you can ask questions always good to ask questions. You know what? That's going to help the person feel like you get them. That's totally a good thing. And you know what's neat? I've found this is really important too. What you do gives people permission to do the same. How you're being gives people permission to be the same. So if you're angry, that's kind of inviting people to be angry. 
If you're chill, that's an invitation for other people to be chill. If you're curious and wanting to understand somebody's experience, that gives them permission and an invitation to do the same, to also be curious and want to understand your experience. It's not a given, but it's a tendency that people respond to how we're showing up. <clears throat> Both our thoughts and our feelings and our actions helps them to have those as well. So I have a practice for you because taking another person's perspective is it's like building a muscle. Okay, so it's helpful to practice it. So here's an idea. You can go to a park or to a coffee shop where you can sit back and observe people and watch them, see what's going on with them. And as you're doing that, practice identifying. And truthfully, since it's only an observation, you'll be guessing because you won't be getting as much confirmation, except the two first two I suggested, putting yourself in their shoes and... Um, and also gauging their reactions. But while you're doing that, while you're observing them, go ahead and guess, what are their thoughts? What are their feelings? What are they wanting? And what are they needing? Those are great practices. You can even start doing that in your home. Just start watching people and trying to see from their perspective what it's like. What are they thinking, feeling, wanting, needing? It's a really great practice. It'll be really helpful for you and for the people around you. Here on the Impact Hour and John and I with Simply Great Lives, we encourage people to make a significant difference in the lives of other people. Now John's passion stems from his heart attack experience and when he realized it could be the end of his life, he found himself asking if he'd love people well and if his life mattered. So we're helping people to live in such a way that they can answer those questions well, they can know that they made a difference, they can have that sense of meaning and significance by making a, a substantial difference in the lives of other people. And my passion is waking people up to their impact. I love for people to know how they're impacting other people. So the intersection of those two passions really comes in when you're seeking to make a difference, what's that experience like for that person whose life you're trying to change? See, it'd be really easy to assume that you're having a positive impact without actually checking in. It's easy to do as a volunteer. You show up, you serve at an event, you go home. It's easy to do when you're giving to a charity. You write a check, send it in. You don't know how people's lives are being affected. See, it's important to understand a person's experience when you're seeking to benefit them. Great example I can think of, I know a woman who's really passionate not only about feeding homeless people or people experiencing homeless, if you listen to my show with Tanya Tyus Parker, uh, but this woman had also experienced homelessness herself. And based on her experience, she really cares about what it's like for those people as they're getting that assistance and getting that help. Because what her experience was, she went to like a food closet kind of place and got some stuff, some food, and it was kind of like the throwaways that somebody didn't want from their pantry. You know, some pickles, you know, some this, that, you know, stuff like people wouldn't typically pick. 
And she felt like she was getting somebody's leftovers and like that they didn't really care for her, care about her. And that was her experience, was that of being devalued as she was getting the assistance. That's why it's so important to check in with the people whose lives you're seeking to benefit and to make sure you're actually creating that benefit and make sure you're not accidentally creating a negative experience for them. When we're actually interacting with the people whose lives we're seeking to benefit, we're able to know what our actual impact is. And honestly, I believe we're a lot more likely to be effective at creating that change. Man, that's great stuff. Here's another way opportunity to take other people's perspectives. And this is around politics, which is awesome. You're not like supposed to talk about politics and religion, right, when you get together, but both of those actually offer great opportunities for understanding other people's perspectives. So in politics, what I've found, because I'm, I'm relatively conservative in my political views, I have a lot of friends who are relatively liberal in theirs, and we can still be friends. What's helpful is when we understand each other, each other's experience, their worldview. What's their view of how the world works? What I found is that people tend to have the same basic values. For example, freedom. Almost everybody I know values freedom and security. We all know that's important. And opportunity. We, in general, want people to have opportunities, especially in this country. What happens is people's understanding of how things work because of their worldview, what that does, that creates the answer or the solution to the problem, right? And so you got people who are having different understandings of how things work trying to solve the same problem. And I believe that's why we get so many, such strong division because people are coming up with very different solutions based on their understanding of how the world works. And what I find is really helpful is to just really get to the core, what's the value that that answer represents. As an example, my experience, just so you understand my perspective, of Obamacare has not been great. So when Obama was first talking about the Affordable Care Act. Our insurance was around, if I remember correctly, it was about $858 a month. And now, after all is said and done, years of having the act um, on the books, our health insurance to insure my family of four is over $1,600 a month. So $858 to like $1,604 is a tremendous increase. So if you wanna see, understand where I'm coming from when it comes to healthcare, you have to understand my experience of having such a massive increase in our insurance premiums. And at the same time, I understand the basic underlying value that people who need healthcare should have access to healthcare. I get it and I can appreciate that. And I wish for our country to have more understanding of each other's perspectives and to understand the underlying values and so that we can come together instead of having division and understand that it's really more a difference in, in approach to fixing a problem, but still the underlying values are the same. 
I think that'll help to bring us together. Similarly with religion, I think it is a real blessing to be able to understand somebody's religious views. Would you like for somebody to ask you what your views are, what your beliefs are? I know I had, um, we had a fellow who was a Sikh and he was very excited to share his religion with us. In fact, brought a video over and shared that with us. And it wasn't pushy. It wasn't like, hey, you have to convert. It's like, hey, this is what I believe. Check this out. I'm excited about this. I'd like to share this with you. And I just, I thought that was pretty neat. As a Christian, I love to be able to share Jesus with people and do that in a way that's, you know, this is, this is what I understand. This is my experience. This is my experience of Jesus. And what a blessing to be able to share that with people. And I have found some people, um, it feels like a wall goes up and, and, it, and it feels kind of weird. It's like, I don't want to hear about that. Don't put your religion on me. It's like, well, have compassion. This is something that I really care about. And if I can share it in a way that, with you that's very kind and sharing of my experience, it seems to me like that should be okay. Because I'm betting you would like to be able to talk about your beliefs and be able to share that so people can understand you and what's really important to you. I don't know, what do you guys think about that? I'd love to hear your thoughts on sharing about your religious beliefs and understanding other people's religious beliefs. Feel free to call into the show at 866-576-1055. I would love to hear more dialogue about that. For example, I've studied a little bit of the Muslim religion, Islam, and what I've found from the folks that I've talked to is they can have very different experiences than what the media portrays, right? I know there's some frustration around having, you know, there's a misunderstanding that everybody who's Muslim is radical, and, and that's just not the case. So what a blessing to have a conversation with somebody and to ask, what are their beliefs? What's their experience as a Muslim in our country today? I think that's a really big deal. And I think it would be great to be able to have conversation, to understand each other, to appreciate each other. I mentioned before, and I'll say it again, everybody has a need to feel seen, heard, and understood. And the more that we make an effort to do that, we can shift the conversation so that people are in general seeking to see and hear and understand each other. It's something that you would want for yourself, and so it's something that you can provide for other people. I love the perspective of having more compassion, understanding what people's experience is, because it gives me the opportunity to really connect with people. And isn't that what we want in our lives, is more meaningful connections with other people. So as we are heading into a break, I'd love for you to consider more ways that you can be taking on other people's perspectives in your own life and see how awesome that'll be. Please stay tuned. You're listening to the Impact Hour.
Giving back is small. You were meant for more. Make a real difference and come alive. John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2, invite you to a special event March 18th and 19th. In this powerful weekend, you will find your true purpose and live a life that makes you say, wow. If you're just going through the motions or not feeling fulfilled, then this weekend is for you. You know there's more to life. So don't miss this life-changing event, March 18th and 19th. Register today for Life Impact Academy at theimpacthour.com. This is Rob Warner with Guild Mortgage Company. Here's an important mortgage tip for you. Did you know homebuyer down payment assistance programs are not reserved only for first-time homebuyers? If you have owned a home previously and are looking to get back in the market, there may be options for you too. Find out more at 916-932-0265. That's 916-932-0265. Or find me at robwarnerhomeloans.com. NMLS number 825102. Guild Mortgage Company, Equal Housing Lender. NMLS number 3274. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. We are heading into our final segment talking about taking other people's perspectives. As we do that, I wanted to mention, you may have heard on the advertisement, John and I have a very special event coming up this weekend. It's our Life Impact Academy Significance. In this weekend event, you will get clear on the difference that you wanna make that you're really, really passionate about and leave with next steps for getting started on that. So if you find that you're doing volunteer work and it doesn't really light you up, it feels more like work than something that you get excited about, or if you have a job that you just you hate, it's like sucking the life out of you, or if you are just looking for more of a sense of meaning and significance and purpose, this weekend event will provide that for you. It's very powerful, it's, it's the cornerstone of the work that we do, and it's very efficient for helping you to get clear on what do you wanna do to really make a difference in the lives of other people, something that's a great fit for you, something that you're absolutely passionate about. And truthfully, this weekend can shave years off of your personal exploration. I know people who've been trying to figure it out on their own and literally for years. One of the ladies came through, had been trying so many different things, just she called it a shotgun approach. She was very organized about it, though. She had a little spreadsheet, and she would say, yes, I like this, no, I didn't like this, and, and <laughs> came through the weekend and, and nailed what she wants to do. It's all part of a process. It'll evolve, but this will save you a lot of time and a lot of effort. So if you'd like to register for the event or get more information, you can go to theimpacthour.com. It's listed there as well as the opportunity to sign up for a discovery session. If you're not 100% sure if it's for you, you can set a time to talk to me or John and we'll help you to discern if it's right for you. Awesome. Back to perspective taking, which is really about kind of knowing your impact. I wanted to share some information with you about taking the perspective, helping you take the perspective of somebody who's legally blind. Okay, so I'm legally blind. That means that under ideal circumstances with my best corrected vision, I see at 20 feet what you see at 200 feet. So that gives you kind of an idea that that's a part of understanding. But if you took the effort 
to think of what it's like to really not see stuff well, I think it'll really inform you about how to interact with a person who's legally blind. So I've made a list of seven like tips to help you uh, in dealing with somebody who's legally blind. Now, I do have some vision, and I don't expect you to understand what I see and what I don't see because it varies a lot. So I can't hardly describe it because it, it can vary so much. So best to assume um, that I can't see. <laughs> That's easier than assuming that I am seeing something. So number one, and this is my biggest pet peeve, please don't make me guess who you are. Please don't make me figure that out. Just tell me, hey, Rena, it's Barbara. That would be so awesome. Because if you think about it, check it out. Take on my experience. I approach somebody and we begin a conversation. Hey, how are you? And I got no idea who I'm talking to. It's really awkward. There's a connection that happens in those first moments while I'm absolutely struggling to figure out who you are. So please be aware of that and let me know who you are. And, you know, some people I know based on context, if I see them outside of that context, I'm utterly lost. <laughs> some people, I really, I really do get to know them, and I can tell who they are by their voice. That takes a long time, and it's unreliable. So that brings me to tip number two, which is don't assume that my hearing is better than anybody else's. I do not have superhuman hearing. John will tell you my hearing is not that great as <laughs> he calls for me across the house and I don't hear. Um, but I, it's not that I hear things better. I'm, I've been trained to and I've practiced listening to things that you ignore. So there's tons of information out there that I utilize to help me navigate the world that you don't have to pay attention to. But it's available to you if you wanted it. And related to that is that... Um, you can't always recognize a person by their voice. So like I say, sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. A short greeting like, hey, how are you, is really not enough to go by. So it's really related to the first one. Don't make me guess who you are, and don't assume that I have superhuman hear, super hearing. Number three, please use my name when you address me in a group. I like, so appreciate that because it's really awkward. I was in a meeting uh, the other night, and I raised my hand, and <clears throat> the person leading the group says, okay, go ahead. <laughs> like, I looked around, and then I pointed to myself, and I'm like, me? She's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, but if you can picture yourself not being able to see details, if somebody says, go ahead, how do you know if they're talking to you? So very helpful to say, hey, Rena, go ahead. Very helpful. Number four, make sure I know who you are before you give me a hug. I know I'm a very huggable person and I like that. And uh, imagine closing your eyes, somebody comes to you, you have no idea who it is and puts their arms around you. You can't see their face to discern their intentions or if you even know them. Imagine that'd be scary, right? In fact, I, I had an experience like that at the grocery store. There's a guy there who just, I don't know why, feels just likes to reach out and touch me because I can't see. He thinks that's the thing to do. And one time I came in, I was highly distracted, uh, trying to solve a problem, just got off the phone into the store. My glasses are dark. I'm using my cane, so it doesn't matter. I don't need to see, except so he comes around and puts his arms around my shoulders. 
I shrieked, literally, in the middle of the store. I shrieked and very quickly got my groceries, and I was fighting back tears because it was absolutely terrifying. So don't go around hugging blind people unless they know who you are, and it's cool. Awesome. Number five, please give specific directions uh, that are descriptive. For example, um, down the hall to your left, and it's the third door on the right. You could even say, like, you know, go down the hall and it's tiled, and if you turn on the carpet, you turn too soon. So it'll be the down the hall at the end on the left. Very, very helpful. Number six, uh, please ask before helping. You can give a, just a general blanket standing offer for help. Hey, if you need anything, let me know, because I don't expect you to know what I need. That way you don't have to guess. And if you do see a specific need that I'm struggling with, you can offer with that too. That's totally fine, but always ask first before rendering assistance to a blind person. And don't just grab them and move them around, man. That's freaky. You had somebody do that to you, I don't think you'd like it. <laughs> That's where it's really great to be able to take someone else's perspective. And just so you know, put you at ease using words like see and watch are okay. So did you see that movie? Um, are you going to watch that show? Nice to see you. Those are all linguistic conventions in our society. Totally cool. You don't need to feel awkward about that. So I find I hope you find those helpful. Some tips with dealing with legally blind people so you don't have to try to figure it out on your own. You'll gain a lot of insights, so to speak, by just trying to take the perspective and imagine what it would be like for you. I have just a couple minutes and I have something special to offer you, a different kind of perspective to take, which is your perspective in the future. So imagine the future you, and I got this from our other coach, George Kansas, and kind of starting off your day and thinking about the five o'clock you. What would you do to be the kindest to your five o'clock you? What do you need to take care of? What do you need to do? Think about the uh, April 16th version of you. What do you need to have done to feel good about that? How about the January 1st, 2018 version of you? What will that be like? And what do you need to do to create a good experience for yourself? I love that because it's having compassion for yourself. It might be self-care. You know, the 7 o'clock a.m. version of you might appreciate a good night's sleep. Got to back that out and get to bed on time. Might need to take care of some things. I've heard that self-care is, um, well, you could say discipline is self-care in advance. So taking care of yourself so that you can be the best version of you for other people. As you move through the rest of your week, I encourage you to really take into consideration how you're affecting other people, take on other people's perspective. It'll inform the choices that you make to help create the best experience for them possible. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to the Impact Hour.